I don't like Uncle Mike whenever he's doing bad things to me. Welcome back to a new episode of the Corner of the Casual, featuring... And your corner, as always, Extra Medium Mike. And you got the Casual Finch, always here. Man, it's been a day, hasn't it? Dude, it has been a crazy day. We had the bounce house, and the fucking water slide, and... That we got extra time on for free? They didn't charge you for that, did they? No, I don't think so. I haven't looked yet, though, but... So, four-year-old's birthday party, we get the bounce house and the water slide and all that shit, and then they fucking call us and say, hey, we can't pick it up, you know, we're gonna be two hours late. I'm like, fucking hey. And they kept apologizing like it was a problem. Like, you have no idea. We have a ton of kids outside who are fucking stoked. Yeah, both of them told me sorry, and I'm like... I'm not in charge of nothing, <laughs> but it was like the kids were having a blast, so why are you sorry? Yeah, they were cool, bro. We were smoking a blunt when they came up and said that. <laughs> yeah, we had to move the car and shit, but man, they had a fucking blast. The adults had a blast on it, on a fucking Minnie Mouse bounce house. Yeah, dude, it was fun, man. A fucking eventful Saturday, to say the least. OU got the W. 45-30 over Tulane, which was... I mean, Tulane came to fucking play, boy. Dude, that's scary, though, for another n- number rank, or number two ranked o- yeah. OU, man. Yeah, number, number two in the nation, and then fucking unranked Tulane comes in and gives them fits. Dude. Yeah, it was scary, to say the least. Spencer Rattler, first throw of the game, intercepted. That was, like, what started it. Yeah, dude, Rattler did not look great. He ended up with some decent numbers, but... Decent numbers, but we didn't really watch a whole lot of it because we had a four-year-old's birthday party going on. Yeah, dude, I was bouncing around, cooking burgers, putting all over the place. I'm thankful we won, though. Yes. Thankful we pulled it off. And then that kind of bled into the fights, which we... To be fair, like, guys, I'm just going to tell you, we didn't pay a lot of attention to the fights. I did. Jason did. Jason's well, going to tell us about the Because, my, what were you doing the whole time during the fights? Fuck, I don't know, probably drinking. Beating right the fuck out of a bunch of four-year-olds on uh, a bounce house. That's what I was, <laughs> dude. I was fucking trashing toddlers out there. Dude. dude, left and right, beating the shit out of my kid. My kid, like, is terrified of him at the, at the end of it. Fuck Just yeah. bawling his eyes out. Hey, dude, no prisoners. And the funny thing was, like, he's like, I don't like Uncle Mike whenever he's doing bad things to me. I know, it made it sound so bad. <laughs> yeah, it made it sound much worse than it Fucking really was. bad things, right. bro. <laughs> you were just over there tossing him around, man. Right. Like, you're crying, alright? Like, don't make it out like I'm fucking touching you in the weird way. And I know for a fact he was having a blast whenever it first started, but there was a point where he was, like, over it. And... Uncle Mike was not. <laughs> right? Yeah, man, it was pretty funny. He's alright. He's good. Yeah, dude. Oh, I, I that was straight up fucking tossing kids, dude. Yeah, dude. They were all, like, ganging up on you. 
And I mean, that just brings up the same question. I mean, we've, we've talked about it on the fucking podcast before. How many four-year-olds could you take? How many waves of them? Like, Dude, I don't know, man. To be honest with you, like, as much as I had drank and just the few that were here, that was kind of tough, so. Yeah, because they never run out of energy. So unless you're kill in every single <laughs> one of them, like, they're just going to keep getting up and coming back at you. I mean, yeah, and to be fair, I wasn't fucking knocking kids out, so, I mean. No, you were not. You were being, the honestly, the fun uncle, just, like, wrestling with them all. Now, had I been dropping kids, then <laughs> I think I could probably do, like I said, like, 20 ways. Like, 20 ways. <laughs> but there was a point where my son was crying so much that Jenna was like, you want me to go whoop his ass? Mm-hmm. And both my son and your daughter were like, yes. They Flat out. They were like, yes, go get him. So Jenna runs out there and starts getting on you or whatever. And you guys are wrestling around. (laughs) And your daughter turns to Riley. And she's like, she's beating his ass. (laughs) She's like, look, she's getting him. All I could do was laugh, man. Like, I'm not going to get on to her because that shit was funny. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Good wholesome fun we had today, man. Really. Yeah, for sure. I'm fucking wore out, too, dude. We've gone and gone and gone, and I've been beating up children and fucking drinking all day. Dealing with your mama? Dealing with my (laughs) mom and dad getting drunk. Like, they might have fucking, like, left here and went and met somewhere and banged or something, because they were drunk acting all extra. I would put money on it that they did. A hundred percent. Your, your dad offered to carry a towel out to her car for her. Just so he could go. <laughs> yeah. And then they were outside for a minute. He came back inside, got ready, and he like, Yeah, um, I guess I'm going to get out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> right. They for sure hooked up tonight, dude. And I think it's great, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I really they, did. They probably met out at his house or something. Good on them. Uh, we like to celebrate my the... Yeah, you know, Melina turned four, so you know we like to celebrate the fourth anniversary of my mom's DUI <laughs> on her birthday. She didn't get one today though. Put that shit on silent. Dude, I fucking try. I don't know why. What's going on? The, the our one lone listener is not gonna appreciate that ding in their ear. Mm-hmm. But your mom did have a great quote that I tweeted today. Do you mind if I share it? Yeah, fuck, go ahead. <laughs> she was, her and your dad were going back and forth, and she was just like, I don't know how I ever got pregnant. That shit must have hit me in the back of the head and dripped down. And mind you, everybody is in the living room listening to what she said. At a four-year-old's birthday. Party. At a four-year-old's birthday. I was dying laughing, dude. Yeah, my mom's not very subtle. Very, not at all. Very dude. little couth. All right? she, she no shame. No shame. Out there, huh? but I'm surprised she didn't say forehead instead of the back. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. This shit was funny, dude. And I was like, yes, this is the best. This is the first time I ever met your mom. Yeah. And it was great. It was a good time. Yeah, she's a real fucking comedian. <laughs> she yeah, is. Her, I see where you get it from now. Dude, her and my dad together and then alcohol and shit, yes. dude, that makes me stress. Yeah, dude, you were stress- so stressed I mean, whenever I, mean, I pulled up. I had to take fucking three Klonopins, dude, fucking, like, when everybody started pulling up. Like, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> just beep it. Okay, but I'll beep it. Could you yeah. like them beeps? Yeah, just three fucking... Yeah. You can beat that again. <laughs> Just so I can fucking, you know, tolerate my family. It was funny because, like, whenever I pulled up, you were playing musical cars. And I pull up, 
I know I'm going to fucking be here most of the night, so I just pull up right behind your SUV. Don't think nothing of it. I drive right by your dad. He waves at me and shit. And you get out, and you're like, motherfucker, dude. Yeah. I, was, I had a plan, and I fucked it all up. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is my dad knew my plan, and he didn't <laughs> like it, so he just fucking let you pull in and wave, so he could fucking be like, told you. Dude, yeah. that shit was pretty funny, though. You were heated, and I was like, yeah. oh, fuck, I fucked up. Well, no, it's like, like, and then that, and like, just little stupid shit, like, my mom's already drunk, she wants to sing Melina Happy Birthday when she's opening up her gifts without a cake, so we do that. And then she opens up all our gifts, and then they decide to bring out a cake, so we sing fucking Happy Birthday again. Again. again i'm like what the fuck are we doing right now like and both times that you sang happy birthday you didn't facetime her cousin her cousin remember nash wanted to be facetimed while the, they were singing happy oh, birthday <laughs> yeah right, yeah, right. <laughs> it was a great time today man i had a blast i hope you had a good time Oh, yeah, dude. Excellent time, dude. Hopefully nobody got the vid, and uh, we can fucking... A super spreader event. (laughs) Yeah, we we had us a super spreader. It was a good time, though, man. It was all family, all fun, all love. I mean, Melina fucking made out like a bandit with so many dope-ass toys. Yeah, uh, she took her her friends and her cousins in her room and just absolutely fucking destroyed it with all of the brand new toys. Yeah, it's still pretty trashed. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fine. I mean, yeah. happy birthday. Fucking dad is broke, though. So basically, <laughs> we're at the point where it's like, don't ask me for a fucking thing. Yo, I get it. If it starts with can we or can I, just fucking whatever you got left after that, just no. Unless it's free, just yeah. back away. Exactly. If if I gotta pull fucking anything out of my wallet, it's not happening. Cause there's just dust in there now. Yeah, fucking kids are bleeding me dry. Oh my <laughs> wallet and it fucking laughs at me. But hey, man, the fight card was actually pretty dope today, dude. There was a bunch yeah. of good fights on today. Um, the Brits went four and one, so good on them, dude. There was a bunch of. Well, great let's talk fights. about the one dude that I was actually excited to see, dude. You Patty Pimblett, dude. Patty, bro. Patty the baddie. And I shouted him out like months ago on the podcast. And yeah, I was dude, like, the corner and the casual have been rocking with Patty Pimblett from the jump, all right? What made me a fan of him to begin with is I saw one of his highlights. Mm-hmm. I commented on there about his fucking dorky ass haircut. He liked it. I think he replied to it even, but like he was a good sport about it. And I was like, I like this dude. Because the guy's I, got a good, he's got a good attitude and he's got like that it factor. Yeah, he right? really does, dude. I'm Something a big about fan. him makes you want to watch him. Yes. Yeah. And before the fight started, Flick was over here for the party and he was talking about it and he was not saying some very nice things about Patty's stand up, which I didn't disagree with at the time because he's got a bunch of dope ass submissions and stuff. And Patty got rocked. Pretty nasty yeah, early on in the he, first. He had a nasty shot. I think it was a left hook, dude, but he, he about wore, set him he on his ass. Well. Yes. Dude took it, put it on Luigi and finished him with like forty seconds left on the clock. Exciting finish, dude. Like I was impressed and I was glad to see that he's got some hands. He's got some power, dude. Well, he said he would finish it in the first. He finished it in the first. And then he got on the mic and sold himself really well. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, 
Patty says he's the fucking next big deal, and honestly, I can't really argue with it right now because he has a presence, dude, that's undeniable. No, I just hope that... He looks like a fucking underfed St. Bernard. Dude. <laughs> and, like, with that shaggy-ass hair. So he's like, like the sixth member of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, bro, he just looks, he looks unintimidating. Yeah. Like, if you saw him somewhere, you'd be like, this he's a fucking dork. dork. Yeah. But he's a bad man. He's a bad man. Big fan, dude. I, I, yeah. I love it. I'm excited Congrats for his next fight. Patty Pimblett. We're, I, we're ready to watch him go again. I just hope he takes the right match matchups and doesn't fucking get into over his head. Because, I mean... That, well, listen, that, I'm sure they signed him on a four-fight deal just like they fucking do everybody else. So, yeah. he'll probably yeah. fight a couple unranked dudes, pick up some dubs, and we'll see where he's at. You know uh, what I mean? I want to see it. I just want to see him take the right trajectory for it. He rattles off, you know, fucking two or three more impressive victories, then, you know, I'm sure they'll want to renegotiate. And also, Patty apparently had turned down the UFC a couple times before coming into this deal, so there's no telling what his deal is looking like or what it's structured like, because I'm assuming the first time they offered him a deal, it was like a, you know, like a rookie contract, like a standard rookie contract. Well, that, and he's so young, dude. And he's been he's turned it down two or three times before, and I think the first time they offered it to him, he was like nineteen years old, like he was young, and he yeah. knew he wasn't ready for it. Well, so he still looks like a child. I think he's only like twenty six. Right. He looks say. like he looks yeah. like a kid, bro. He's a baby. But I mean, that's the appeal, though, right? I mean, Good on like, him, though, for knowing like, hey, I'm not ready for this yet, and turning it down because a lot of other guys they would have jumped on it, you know. Yeah, and. You know, it worked out for him, and you're right. A lot of other guys would have jumped on it, and they might have fucking ruined their career. By exactly. Go 0 and 4 on your rookie contract, and, then, and you get yeah. the cut. I mean, could you imagine you get the call up to the UFC, you're 20 years old, you go in there, and you go fucking 0 and 4, and now the rest of your fight career, you know, you got to try to prove that you're worthy enough to get another shot. And it's right. Like, like, fuck, man. It's like, obviously, you aren't ready. Right. Know? So good on him for knowing where he was at in his career. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into the rest of the fights. Um, Barry U defeats uh, Lu Giambala. Three uh, round decision. Mark Andre Burial versus uh, Luciambala. I didn't watch much of it. But. I mean, it was not that great. Like I said, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the fights. Y'all, so take what I say with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Yep, Juliana Rosa beats Charles Jordan uh, submission round three. I believe it was a rear naked choke, if I remember right. I think it was a Dars actually. A Dars? Was uh, it? Yeah, Arosa just seemed like he was too much for him. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of overwhelming from right. the beginning. But Yeah, it was really exciting on their feet, but definitely uh, Arosa was controlling the fight. Then put him out in the third. You got um, Jack Shore beat, remains undefeated. Um, beats Beat Show a guy that we have Lenin. no fucking idea who he is. He's, he's yeah. undefeated against a, guy, a bunch of guys we don't know. Right, so... It was a decent fight, though. Molly McCann beats uh, this Kim girl. I think she's Korean. Three-round decision, but it was a fucking banger, dude. And I think going into the third, I think it was 1-1. And I think the only reason Molly secured the third round is because the last, like, minute of the fight, she was super aggressive, and every punch she threw fucking landed, dude. It was super impressive. And she was yelling, like, come on, meet me in the middle of the cage. She was doing all the antic shit. So I think that's what sealed the deal for her because the other two rounds were competitive enough, like, you could have given it to either one of them. I mean, the meatball is exciting. 
Dude, she was looking so good leading in all of her like pre-fight stuff that I was see- seeing. Like, she was looking pretty cute. I was like, damn, <laughs> old meatball. I wonder if like she hates that or loves that. The meatball like, nickname? Well, no, being perceived as cute or good looking. Like your your profession is to fight, but you're a woman. You know what I mean? So obviously you want to be seen as cute or attractive right. or whatever. But like, I've always wondered that. Like, how do women feel about that? Like. Like, do you want, when people to see you, do you want people to be scared or infatuated? I just like, need to stop sexualizing women is what you're saying. You fucking misogynistic <laughs> piece of shit. Right, this man. is 2021, you fucking pig. I keep, I keep having people say something about it. I, I guess I need to watch myself. No, I mean, that, that really was not where I was going. Like, <laughs> like, I just wonder, you know what I mean? Like, how, like, how do you want to be perceived? Because there's a lot of these women who fight that are beautiful. But well, I remember I, the I first fight. That's what they're after. The first fight that I seen her in, she was kind of chunky, and she was not very attractive at all, but there's been a Listen, change in her from that fight name, to now. Like, her nickname's Meatball. Meatball, right. Like, that shit had to come from somewhere. Exactly. So. I doubt it's from her love of fucking... But I think whenever she, the first fight that I saw her in, she was fighting a bantamweight and she was fighting flyweight tonight. So she was a little bit more cut. Than, yeah. Like, I don't know. Moving down. Yeah. Man. Makes sense. It was an exciting third round for sure. The whole fight was pretty good. It was back and forth, but she was just acting like a gangster in the third round and pulled off some Max Holloway shit. Every punch that she threw in the last minute fucking connected, dude. It was incredible. Oh, yeah. Then the next fight was Patty Pimblett. We already went over that. Khalil Roundtree. Man, this finish was fucking nasty, dude. It ended with the oblique kick. You know what I mean? That fucking snapped that dude's fucking You know, and a lot of fighters have been calling for this shit to be banned for a long time. No, fuck. I mean, it shouldn't be banned because it's a fucking fight. You know what I mean? It's a tactical advantage if you can use it. But... like Rampage Jackson a long time ago after he fought John Jones like I think leading up to that fight actually he said hey these oblique kicks should be illegal you're gonna fucking blow somebody's knee out blah 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 I mean that's the point of a fight is to hurt your opponent like I I think the, 12 the to 6 elbows should be allowed the you know to win the fight but if I fucking kick you in the knee and blow your knee out and you can't continue then well I mean I win the fight exactly and Michael Bisping got on the mic to interview Roundtree, and he's like, probably not the finish that you wanted. And I'm like, dude, he finished the guy. What do you mean? Like, that's the finish it everybody wants. what finish yeah. I got. Like, the dude didn't want yeah. to fight no more. And he set it up perfect. He waited for him to come in with, like, a straight. And, like, he just took his leg out. Uh, to be fair to Khalil, though, dude, like, he was fucking dominating that fight. Yeah, the absolutely. Fir- the first round, though, like, I mean, he was all... Over that fool. Yep. Like, what was it? Uh, Bodescus. Modescus. Yeah, Modesta Bukakis. Bukakis. Bukakis, yeah. He was all over him. He was putting it on him early in the fight, so good on him. Um, next, you got Alex Moreno defeats David Zawada. Three-round decision. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to this fight, but I picked Zawada to win this, and I'm honestly really surprised that fucking Moreno won 30-27 unanimous decision. I watched, I didn't watch it thoroughly. What he needed to win. I saw bits and pieces, and what I saw, I thought the other dude won, but I didn't watch enough of it to really. Fucking 30-27 on all three judges' Mm -hmm. cards, though. So I mean, it's like it's hard to argue with that. Right. But honestly, like on paper, like just looking at it and. 
seeing both of them fight before, I didn't think Moreno was going to fucking give him that much trouble or, or even win. Right. And then definitely didn't think he was going to win fucking all three rounds on all three scorecards. Right. So, <clears throat> but apparently know, he did. to Moreno. He's a fucking thug. Dude, he's been doing it for a long time. So this next fight sealed the deal on our DraftKings that we had today, and it also only five dollars for. Uh, yeah. Tom Aspinall put out Sergey Spivak first round knockout. I mean, I thought Spivak would be able to get a takedown and maybe make something happen for him, but I mean, Aspinall is the real deal. And Sergey's defense, he took it on short notice, but Aspinall is a fucking dog. There's something I mean, about that guy. I think he gets cut. I think Sergey gets cut. Yeah. Short notice or not, UFC don't give a fuck. They just need somebody to fill the slot. Exactly. For sure. And then the main event, Derek Brunson defeats Darren Till. Submission. Third round. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm a Till fan. I love his attitude. I like his charisma. I like his style. But, I mean, this matchup for him was a fucking nightmare from the jump. It's like fighting Tyron Woodley. 2.0. 2.0. Yep. You know what I mean? And essentially, the same thing kind of happened. You know what I mean? Like, except instead of getting fucking pounded out, he got choked out. Mm-hmm. So. He was mean, getting pounded out before he got choked out, though. I mean, and it just kind of, I mean, like, he's been off for a long time, blah, blah, blah. Like, we get it. Till's young, he, though. He's only 28. Yeah, he's young, but he needs to fucking get it together because he's losing opportunities right now. Like, you've got to fucking work that wrestling game. Yep. Get out, get out of Europe and go work your wrestling game. Get out there with DC, man. Go roll with DC. I mean, fuck, it's something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something's got to give because that's like the, the game plan to beat Darren Till has been put out there. You know what I mean? And now the dudes are following it and they're beating Darren Till. So it's like either the UFC's going to start giving him some really favorable matchups to maybe in hopes get him up to fight fucking Izzy because that's what they really want. Yeah. Like, what, what the UFC really wanted was Till to go out there and fucking start you so they could sell Izzy versus Till in Europe, in England, or whatever. You right. know what I mean? It's a good matchup. It's like stylistically them two fight, and it's going to be a banger. You know what I mean? Nobody's shooting. I mean, it's going to be fucking... And I'm afraid that if Brunson gets a rematch with Izzy, he, he's got his wrestling is fucking so good that he might be able to... Take it from Izzy. I mean, maybe. maybe. I mean, fucking Izzy's takedown defense at 185 is just nasty. And I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, if they announce that fight right now, I'd my money would be on Izzy. Yeah? Yeah. That's hard to call for me. Like, I love Izzy, and I want to be a super fanboy, but Derek, he's just, he's in the zone right now. He's on five-win streak right now. I agreed, but... I just don't think he can take Izzy down. He's not Jan Blakovich. Jan Blakovich, fucking the only reason he was able to get Izzy down, I think, is just strictly because of size. Yeah, absolutely. he's not a better wrestler than fucking Derek Brunson or Yolo Romero or or a lot of the dudes that fucking Izzy's already fought. The difference is is he carries around fucking 25, 30 more pounds on that big-ass frame of his, which... Helps when you're trying to hold a man down. True. All valid points. It's interesting to see what's going to happen with the middleweights right now. Yeah. 
Who knows? I got honestly, dude. Izzy's kind of in limbo. They never should have let him fucking go out and fight at two hundred five. You're just, right. It just creates such a cluster fucking division, and it's like now. The last thing I think about when I think about Izzy is him getting fucking dominated by Jan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and then what happens if fucking Jan goes out there and loses to Glover? And then it just takes even more off of that fight. You know what I mean? And it looks worse on Izzy. True. But I really hope that Glover wins because... You're pulling for Glover on that? I mean, just because of the underdog, he's yeah. old, like it's his last chance. Like, I want to see that happy ending, you know? Dude, I'm actually, like, stoked Jan has the belt and is winning. Yeah. You want to talk about the most fucking under-promoted champ ever? Yeah, like, for Jesus sure. Jesus Christ, dude. The UFC's dying for that guy to lose the belt. You know what it, I mean? It, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense because Jan seems like such a likable guy. Uh, he is, dude, and that's the problem. Like, how does the UFC sell that? Because right now, you could talk to a fucking... You can grab a group of 20 casual MMA fans and ask them, Hey, who's got the belt at 205? They don't know. Fucking 18 of them are going to tell you John Jones. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious, dude. Yeah, it's like, right. nobody knows who fucking Yawn is. And it sucks, you know, but that is what it is. So it's like the UFC, they're trying to sell this fucking super humble, hardworking, blue-collar type of guy, but... Nobody wants to buy it. It's boring. Yeah, they need to sell that Yuri fight. Like that—that's a the best fight that Jan has right now, lined up for him. Well, he's in line. Yeah, that's gonna happen. I, I'm sure he's gonna get whoever's next. He kind of has to, dude. But it, there's just such a better storyline with with Jan. Yeah, Yuri Prochaska is who you're talking about. Yeah, the yeah. dude's a fucking terrifying human being and he's extremely aggressive fucking moves forward it's almost impossible to knock you out no dude I had a dream the other day that I fucked up my draft literally it was like a nightmare I I don't know what it was I forgot about the draft or something but I think my shit got auto drafted and whenever I went I had like three quarterbacks and like (laughs) fucking nothing I didn't get any good picks. I was, like, so pissed. Dude, I had a weird dream last night, too. It was, like, my son's football coach was wanting me to play tackle. (laughs) And he was, like, look. Here's a uniform. Yeah. He was, like, I'm getting offers from fucking OSU for you to go out there and play tackle. (laughs) For you? Yeah. (laughs) With a bunch of third graders? And in my dream, I'm, like, I'm going to give it everything I got. Super weird, dude. That's so funny, dude. (laughs) Like, he wants me to go out there and play offensive tackle because he believes in me and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, nobody's ever believed in me like this, coach. Yeah, like, it was weird because, like, even in the dream, I, like, come home and talk to Jenna and, like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to try to get in the NFL. And then I wake up, and I'm like, that's the stupidest fuck. I'm going to gain fucking, what am I going to do? Gain 150 pounds of pure muscle and learn how to fucking become an elite fucking tackle all of a sudden because I had a dream. It was a trick. Because you were playing football with third graders? Well, it's just fucking, like, the homecoming game was Friday night. Yeah. I took Makai to go watch it. Fucking Barry Hill, our hometown team, won and shit. And, like, I guess football was just, like, heavy on my mind. You're like, I want to go to the fucking big leagues. Yeah. 
for, for some reason, I was getting offers. I'm going to make Makai's coach proud. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, we need you to play third grade football. All these college scouts are going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. They're like, dude. God damn, you see the size of that tackle on that third grade team? Motherfucker's <laughs> <laughs> well, a beast, yeah. That was my dream. I'm glad you brought that up. It's kind of weird. <laughs> That's so funny. Did you hear Overeem calling Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, and basically the entire WWE organization gay? Um, I did, but I didn't really like read into it a lot. And I Me think neither. it's funny that he still uses that because I say shit's gay all the time. Right. So. <laughs> I thought it was just funny. He did it on Ariel Helwani and Ariel got weird about it. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you, know? you can't just call shit gay no more. Yeah, like, absolutely. But Helwani is a fucking WWE fan, so I'm sure he was offended. <laughs> yeah. But let's be real. It's kind of gay. Yeah, it's kind of gay. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's like a bunch of fucking 300-pound gymnasts doing fucking acting class in front of everybody. Right. Not even good acting class, really. No. Like, all you gotta do is appeal to horny 13-year-olds and... You <laughs> have big like, muscles. Yeah, bro, and you'll sell. Yep, absolutely. Like, I remember when I liked fucking wrestling, like, I liked the divas, like the sables and the fucking... Tori, whatever the fuck her tits name was, you know what I mean? Oh, shit, yeah. Tori, whatever her tits was, what was it? Uh, Tori Wilson? Maybe. I don't know. It sounds familiar. I don't know. It does sound familiar. Either way, there was some chick named Tori. Trish Stratus. She had the tits. They all had the tits. (laughs) That's all they were is tits. Yeah, dude. They were blonde hair and tits. (laughs) Well, fucking... uh, Darren Till was on also Ariel Helwani's podcast the other day and they started talking about money because Helwani's moved over he's doing new things or whatever independent Ariel and they started talking money and Ariel fucking got in on him he's like are you gonna wear that fucking crypto shirt that they're not paying you for and I was like damn dude that was cold blooded yeah it's fucked up it was Dude, I, I, I gotta I gotta say this though, because Ariel's on this big fucking like independent Ariel like Helwani trip, you know, and he's all excited and he's like the gloves are off, blah blah blah. Dude, don't start no fucking beef with Brendan Schaub and Joe Rogan unless you wanna get buried, bro. I agree. I like I like independent Hawani, but like whenever I saw him beefing with Shab, I was like, this is a bad look. Bro, pick your fucking battles. You don't want to fucking go to war with Brendan Shab, and then even saying Joe Rogan's name, bro. You lost fans by doing that. Yeah. You lost fans by dissing Joe Rogan in any way, bro. Joe Rogan is fucking beloved. Right? Yes. Everybody loves like, him. You can't fucking say shit about Joe Rogan. You might as well fucking draw a picture of the fucking Prophet Muhammad, you guys. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Bad move on independent Helwani, dude. Stay off of Shab's shit. Like, let him talk his shit. Like, don't pick that fight. I agree. Yeah. But at the same time, if somebody was talking shit about you, you'd want to get your piece out there, too. So, I understand. Well, uh, we're going to take a little break real quick, guys. We're going to give a shout-out to the sponsor, Paint It Right Tulsa, brand new bar, bitchin' mullet, or whatever you want to call him. And uh, we'll be right back. He's still going to be mad you got his name wrong. It's new bar. <laughs> All right. 
right, so on episode one, we had to do quite a bit of editing. I had told the story, and um, after listening to it over and kind of considering what I said, I, we decided to pull the whole story. So we just kind of moved on and whatever, because I kind of put myself in a bad light in this story, but I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, I wish I could tell the story, but anyway, this is kind of, um, I don't know, I would say an update to that story, but since you don't know the original, it's not much of an update, so I'll elaborate. You, you, you can give us a brief synopsis, though, of the original. Okay, so, like, a, a rough, rough, alright, so, like, um, a long time ago, I worked... I work near an abortion clinic, in a woman's clinic or whatever, and there's a lot of people that like to stand out there and protest and fucking act holier than now, and then they'll hold up signs of pictures of dead babies, and, and it's fucking ridiculous. These people antagonize people. They, like, talk shit to women going in there. Like, they're really, like, the fucking scum of the earth, if you ask me. So... One day, I was driving by there, and one of these protesters decided to yell some shit at me, and not important what he said, but uh, the thing, like, he had approached me and walked up to my car in the parking lot of my job, and basically, long story short, I told the dude, hey, get any closer, I'm gonna fucking bust your ass, and uh, I don't know, he got some distance after that. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, ask me if I believe in Jesus and what have you. Anyway, so recently... I just um, want to pray for you. Yeah, <laughs> about two or three days ago, this fucking guy gets arrested and goes to jail after protesting in front of that fucking building. And I swear to God, I was so happy. Like, I, could, <laughs> like, I mean, I, could, I, I was thrilled. And this guy is a fucking preacher in Broken Arrow. Elaborate, though, how exactly he got arrested, because it's pretty R-worded, <laughs> if you ask me. Well, apparently he got arrested. Well, the cops came because of a noise ordinance, because the... They're chanting. Yeah, and the fucking... <laughs> the people in the women's clinic are like, hey, it's too loud, we can hear them from inside, so they call the cops on a noise ordinance, blah, blah, fucking blah. Cops show up, and this dumbass decides that... He wasn't being too loud, and he refuses to sign the ticket, so they take his fucking ass to jail, which is great. I wish they had whooped his ass. <laughs> yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Like sus of force. I'm telling you, dude, like, because I got to drive by these people in the morning in a good chipper fucking mood, and then well, see... Are they there literally, like, every day? Yeah, pretty much. Jesus dude. Christ. And then you see a picture of a fucking chopped up baby on a goddamn sign... And, I, I mean, these people are the absolute fucking worst. Right. And I hope he gets his ass kicked. The fact that he's a preacher is fucking sad. Anybody that follows these people, you suck. Well, I mean, dude, it's it's kind of funny that you're bringing this up and this happened because we got shit going on down in Texas where they have, like, an anti-abortion bill going up that a lot of women are pissed off about, and rightfully so. But there's a lot of politics I've been seeing on Twitter and shit about that bill that's going on down there. Yeah. Well, and what's going to happen because, the, you know, they basically banned all abortion in Texas. Right. There's going to be an influx of people coming up here to Oklahoma to do it. So the fucking protesters got their work cut out for them. 
Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Dude, for sure. I hope they get beat up too. In the process, <laughs> man, fucking people. And you know, let's be honest. I'm all about pro-choice. Like, make your choice. Like, I don't support abortion because I never did it. But like, I understand there are circumstances where it's necessary. And to be fair, most of them women going in there are just keeping a motherfucker out of prison in the future because them bitches ain't giving no god, they ain't giving birth to no fucking Nobel Prize winners, right? Like, well, my biggest thing is, is like. Oh man, I shouldn't have any say over a woman's body. What she does is her business. Right. It's none of mine. Right. That's how I feel about it. I mean, true. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. You know, like there, like I said, there's there are situations that fucking I think is necessary. I think you know you should be able to choose if you're the woman and whatever. Right. And you shouldn't have to fucking deal with some prick. Trying to hand you a Bible talking about Jesus while he's calling you a fucking murderer and showing you a picture of a dead baby. Yeah, get fucked. Yeah, dude. I wish that motherfucker. I, dude, I wanted to whoop his ass. <laughs> he wanted to ask me about my relationship with Jesus after I said that shit, too. Like, dude, <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker, I'm about to send you up there to talk to him. You can fucking ask him how we, you know, how our relationship is. Yeah. Cocksucker. Anyway, moving on. I felt like I needed to get that off my chest. Moving on, dude. I want to tell you about my mom's dog. <laughs> Alright, let's hear about it. Is this the fucking dog that I let you borrow the shovel for? Yeah, because I didn't grab mine whenever I left my house. And so I hit Mike up and I'm like, hey man, you got a fucking shovel? And he's like, yeah, why though? <laughs> he's like, he's like, we said something like, it's not, that's not a very typical question to ask somebody, you know? Right. Well, I fucking get a call from my mom at like nine o'clock at night. And she's all talking, oh, this dog died. This dog, we've had for like 15 years. I think I brought it around originally, but it's lived outside most of its life, chained up. Kind of lived a sad life. And my mom's bawling, boo-hooing about this fucking dog. I love you, mom. I know you're listening, but I couldn't get emotional over a dog like that at all. So I can't relate. Well, she calls me. She got. She works overnights and shit, and she was like, I need you to come out here and bury this dog. Because if you don't come out here and do it, Granny's going to do it. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. Like, I'm not going to let my Granny stay out all night digging a fucking hole for this dog. So I'm like, all right, I'll fucking come out there. Realize I don't have a shovel, so I hit you up. You say you got a shovel. I stop by and pick it up, and there's a fucking flathead shovel. It's not a hole-digging shovel. (laughs) I'm like, God damn it. And I drive all the way out to fucking Manford to go... Dig a hole. I get out there. And I've got some flashlights and shit. And I'm looking around at the ground by where this dog is. They wrapped him up in a fucking, like, garbage bag. And I'm talking about an 80-pound fucking dog. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention that. It's like a boxer mix of some sort. And it'll probably 75, 80 pounds. Easy. So you're bearing, like, a child, basically. Like, a small fucking child. Like a (laughs) 10-year-old. You know? For real, and so I'm I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do because it's ten o'clock at night, ten thirty by the time I get out there, and like, no matter where I dig this hole, it's gonna suck, and I'm gonna have to dig forever, like solid two hours at least. And I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna bury this dog out here. I'm gonna put him in the back of my truck and take him home, bury him at my house where I've got a better shovel and I've got softer ground because the ground out there was fucking rock basically. Right. So, I fucking load this dog up, call my mom, and I'm like, hey, I'm taking him out to my house to bury him. She's like, fine. 
And so I've got about a 45, 50 minute drive home. And I'll, the only thing I can think of is how can I get out of this work? I don't want to b- dig a fucking hole at midnight, you know? So I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, well, I wonder if I can call it crematory or whatever and get this dog cremated. And I Google it. And there's one that's open 24-7, which blew me away. I was like, I thought it was a fluke. I was like, no, they're not going to answer the like phone. Like a drive-through crematory. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it was, <laughs> yeah, dude. So I called the number. It was kind of a weird conversation. The lady that answered didn't have any information. She had to have somebody call me back. So I gave her my number. Five minutes later, somebody calls me back. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm just trying to get cost and procedure for having this dog dealt with because I don't want to deal with it. So he's like, well, if you want the ashes back, it's this much. If you don't want the ashes back, it's tremendously cheaper. But he's like, if you bring it to me now, there's a $100 after hours fee. I was like, I'll see it at 9 a.m., dog. <laughs> right. Like, fuck your $100 after hours fee. So how much is it to fucking cremate a dog? 80-pound uh, dog, if you want the ashes back, it's $170. Did they keep the ashes? I called my mom. I'm like, this is how much it costs. $170 with the ashes, $85 if you don't want the ashes back. Reasonable. Right. To save me two hours worth of work, I'll fucking pay it. And so, of course, my fucking mom wants the, the ashes back. So I'm like, okay. I get the dog to my house. I put him in a fucking, I have an extra large tote. I put him in the tote, put a couple bricks on top of him so no critters get to him. I go to bed. Wake up in the morning, call my boss. Like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late. I got to drop this dog off to be fucking cremated. Go up there, fill out the paperwork, and then they're like, hey, <clears throat> you have three options on boxes to get the ashes back in, right? So I'm like, all right. I picked the nicest one. I picked the cherry wood one. It was the nicest looking one. I was like, it's all the same price. I'll get the cherry. Uh, I finish the paperwork, pay for it, and I leave, and I call my mom, and I'm like, hey, the, your dog's going to come back in a cherry wood box. And my mom goes, oh, that's really great. We can just take his ashes, sprinkle them in the garden. We'll put grandma on the cherry box. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? Damn. Yeah, dude. Saving money for grams, bro. Holy shit. Well, my question to her was, where the fuck is grandma? Like, huh. she's not in a box right now? Like, what, what? Like, is she just in a Walmart bag or something, you know? Like a she, Ziploc bag? Yeah, right. <laughs> she's like, nah, I had a fucking square head shovel, so. <laughs> We're on the way to the cream. God damn it, yeah. dude. Fuck that. So, grandma was like, I guess, it just a played box with nothing too fancy. And I guess the cherry wood was fancier. And so that's a joke from my mom. My mom can be funny sometimes. Why the fuck do you keep the dog ashes? Are we going to do go like sprinkle it in the neighbor's yard where we like to shit the most or something? I was blown away that my mom wanted the ashes back, but I wasn't going to question it. His mom, I was like, whatever. I guess. You got the fucking ashes. She got exactly what what you want. But I knew my mom was joking. And I fucking tell the story to my aunt. My aunt gets so fucking heated about my mom. (laughs) Yeah, about my mom trying to put grandma in a dog box. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? It's just a box. Like, why are you so upset about this? So then we get into a huge tiff about grandma's box. 
And then by the end of the conversation, I'm realizing how often I'm saying grandma's box. <laughs> Dang, dude. I was just about to say, y'all talk about your grandma's box a lot. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It was hilarious. I was laughing the whole time. It's it, it funny to me. Rest in peace, grandma. I loved her so, to death. But Does your grandma have a nice box? I gotta ask. Well, because of the, the tiff that me and my aunt got in, she's supposed to be buying a better urn for her. So she's going to upgrade because my aunt refused to let grandma go in a dog's box. She's going to get grandma. She's going to upgrade grandma's box. So basically nice boxes running your family is what we're, <laughs> what we're going with. Dude, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. Yeah. Grandma's box wasn't nice yeah. enough, though. Your sister's lucked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice boxes around the family, honey. You got lucky. You got lucky. Well, I just thought that shit was funny, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. Holy shit. Not where I was expecting it to go. You're right. <laughs> dude, I laughed so hard, though, whenever my mom said that shit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Alright. Um, so, I'm kind of spent on ideas and notes and shit but one thing oh. I do want to bring up there was a there was an MMA veteran do you have his name? it was Kyle something I fucking forgot to take his name like a dummy but anyway this poor fucking soul had surgery on his bicep just I mean there was like a normal tear and I fuck I've had a tear on my bicep I don't know how that goes I didn't get surgery but anyway he gets surgery on his bicep Somehow, that gets infected. So he's in trouble in the hospital, he's got an infection. That infection spreads to his lungs. The fucking lung infection spreads to his organs, dude. And this shit literally kills him on, like, just a fucking... Yeah, they put him in, like, a medically induced coma. And he was fine, other than his injury. He was fine before he went into the hospital. And somehow, he died in that hospital. He never made it out. Yeah, he was an extreme couture guy and uh, young. I mean, he was 30 years old. Right. So, like, it's fucking crazy. I can't imagine going to get surgery on your bicep and not making it. Yeah, dude, that's insane because that seems like pretty, like, routine surgery. Like, right, I you would, would think, imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's nowhere near your fucking heart or your brain. So, like, in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, come through flying colors yeah man sad deal dude sad fucking deal because I couldn't imagine going in and be like oh yeah surgery's three hours we'll see you in six and then never coming home right over a fucking infection but um like I said I'm I'm, I'm, I'm tapped, pretty spent guys. we're fucking we're running on fumes here I'm glad we can put a little something out there for y'all and uh Hey man, we're opening ideas. Bring us, give us some ideas. What do y'all want to talk about? I'm, I've been thinking about bringing the fucking, the uh, booking ID beauty queens back. Cause yeah. I, I look at the the booking list for David Almonts and I've seen some cuties from there. Oh shit! You should have brought them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time. Nothing Next like time. a hottie who's in jail for stabbing her husband. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, That's like that lady that pushed her fucking old man out the window and that apartment complex she was a baddie hey do you remember her she was tired of all her shit too <laughs> but yeah follow us on all the socials at extra medium mike on twitter i'm at the casual finch now um at corner and casual for the podcast show just like hit us up give us some ideas show us some love 
As always, few cast kids.